0: Yeah yeah. Wow, wow, whoa, whoa, whoa! Bosses only hang with bosses. Bosses never take a loss. Boss never is a Boss steady doing numbers. Woo. They say my back against the wall, but I'm ten toes deep whoa. and I'm still standing whoa. tall. I Haters get their way up. Another one. Never gonna take a loss. Blessed day to be a boss. Oh, oh, They
1: say my back against the wall. Down 03. Back to 3 0. Only to lose it at home the good old Boston way. <laughs> 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 they did all that hard work. Don't let us get one. <laughs> hey, don't let us get one. Don't let us get two. <laughs> I wonder what happened when they got three. Maybe they was like, they didn't say don't let us get four. Yeah, so they didn't say that. Maybe, I guess, I guess three was enough. <laughs> I, I, I guess three was enough. Marcus Smart didn't say anything. I didn't hear Jalen Brown say anything. He actually had more turnovers than the Miami Heat himself. Yeah, it's so crazy. Maybe it's a good thing they didn't get four. Losers. <laughs> Loser. Welcome to another edition of the Out of My League podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Deshaun. And as always, we're here to give you the latest sports takes, debates, updates, and news. News. Sup, man. Memorial weekend. How was yours? Mine was rained out.
0: You know, uh I didn't work this weekend. I did work yesterday, though. Uh, which ah, was Memorial Day. Yeah. Yep. Um, but now this weekend, man, I really, you know, just spent time uh, you know, talking to family. My brother is uh mm-hmm. expecting another child. Nice. Uh, so nice. you know about to have another niece. Um, okay okay another girl yeah he's gonna, okay. he's gonna have another girl so it's okay. cool man and uh just talking to family and loved ones man it was cool
1: no nah, that's good man like i said it rained here from friday literally to now it, mm. it's actually drizzling right now no cookouts i wasn't on the lake didn't get to hit any water no cookouts. didn't get to get, a, get, to get any burnt hot dogs bro it, it rained i'm talking it feel like it's raining for 40 days and 40 nights mm. like like it's, it's been pretty reckless everything washed this weekend. But like you, I did get to, you know, talk to some family. I actually got to see my parents. They came down uh, to be with my sister. So I went and hung out with them on Sunday, you know, went to church, had family dinner. Mm-hmm. That was cool. But overall, just a really chill weekend uh, inside because of the weather did not permit me to go anywhere, but I did.
0: You were playing Todd. I to catch that.
1: <laughs> oh boy. what's What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Yo, they got resurgence now. I ain't even had to go to the gulag. <laughs> Did, didn't had have to go to the gulag. I was getting busy. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It was my first time playing Cod in like a good month and a half, two months. Yeah. And I was on it. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I definitely played like Saturday night and a little bit Sunday night because like you, I had to work on mm-hmm. Monday. And on Monday, like you, I watched Boston full. Yes, sir. <laughs> After Miami's game six collapsed with Derek White, getting that layup off with 0.1 seconds to put back. I thought the Heat culture, although I, I think that they're very battle-tested, and I knew that if anybody could, you know, mentally bounce back from that, it would be them. Yeah. I didn't think that they would have enough momentum to go into Boston and beat the Celtics down. And I mean, Tatum, getting hurt on the very first play of the game, definitely had a little something to do with it. But I think a healthy Tatum, in either. I don't think that Miami was losing that game, even with the healthy Tatum.
0: I mean, that game My, was pretty embarrassing. Boston's not exactly a juggernaut at home, like right? I oh just... yeah, <laughs> you did say, you did
1: mention that last week. Yeah, they
0: like, are not a juggernaut at home. They had a they
1: actually had a losing record yeah, in the postseason. At they're home.
0: not good. They're not a good home team at all. Yep. And I think out of everybody in the postseason this year, I think they lost the most by anybody. Yep. They did. Um, they lost the
1: most games. They also, I mean, they played more games than a lot of teams. But yeah. yeah, they had a losing record on the road. I mean, at home, for sure. Yeah. Definitely a losing record. What happened, though, in this game for them to get beat down so badly? Like a 20-point loss yeah. in, a, in an elimination game?
0: I just, I really felt like Boston had no identity on offense. Um, I, I can't believe the amount of threes they just chucked up. Um, with no type of rhythm, no type of chemistry on offense, like mm-hmm. this is a team that has been together too long to be going through the same thing, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's a huge problem, clearly. And mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think it's necessarily just a coach problem. Maybe it's a personnel problem. Okay. Like maybe the people that are on the floor are just not, not that, not, not that guy. Like it, mm-hmm. it, it's just that simple because. If you're a team that consistently is always in the Eastern Conference final or, you yeah. know, you're making a deep playoff run and mm-hmm. you keep on going through the same thing where you just, you're so three happy, you're just throwing them things up. You're just throwing them up. I mean, I've, I've never seen somebody just, just start throwing threes. I think they were, I, if I'm wrong, I think they were like seven for like 30 or something. Something crazy from three. Sounds about right. Um, and
1: they had the majority of those in Game Six. Right. Game Seven, they had they had nothing falling. Right.
0: So like, mm-hmm. I just I don't even know what to say about the Boston Celtics anymore because we have seen them. They should have lost against the Sixers, but you know somehow, some way, Joel Embiid and James Harden couldn't get that done after they were up. Um, And they stole the
1: second round. Philly losing the second round every year. We should have expected that.
0: And and it's crazy because the Sixers actually won three games in Boston. Yep. (laughs)
1: Like you said.
0: (laughs) And (laughs) yeah, and then, you know, Atlanta won, I believe, two games in Boston. Um, And I think uh, Miami won Three games in Boston. Yeah, three games in Boston. Yep, three so, games in
1: Boston. Games one, two, and seven.
0: Yeah. So, like, I'm just, I'm here and I'm just like, man, how are you continuously just struggling with the same thing against far, like, inferior teams? Yep. Atlanta's not even on your level. Nope. You let them hang around. Sixers, you should have got them out to the paint in five. Probably. And then Miami is. Nowhere near your level, but nope. they always play y'all tough because they have more heart, more grit. Yep. yep. They're more mentally tough than you.
1: Way mentally
0: tougher. This this is a Boston team that is mentally soft. They are. They just are. I'll and take that. They they just they're not they're not the killers that people proclaim them to be because they would have never been in this situation again. Like we, I feel like we've been talking about this for years now. Same um, script, same yeah. Same it's script. the same thing every single year, and it's like at some point in time, somebody got to be a dog, like a killer, and they don't have that right now.
1: Same script. I'll ask this one question about Boston, and then I want to move to Miami because I don't want to take anything away from. Yeah. The Heat. the Heat came in there and won that game. Yeah, the, the Heat came in there, destroyed and them. The game. Yeah. <laughs> On their home floor, took their own heart. Basically, let them tie it up just for entertainment.
0: Oh, before you before you <laughs> move on to this, Bam. I don't I don't know about him. I'm 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 really concerned about Bam. Like like if they didn't win yesterday, it was going to be because of him and Jimmy Butler. Like even though Jimmy had I think twenty five or something like that. He
1: had he had twenty nine. Twenty
0: I I don't think that Jimmy it. had that great of a game. I don't. Pretty
1: pretty balanced game. I don't think Jimmy had a bad game. It just wasn't the game that. We got accustomed to seeing yeah. him play in the playoffs because he was dropping forty point, fifty point. I just thought he struggled for a large part of that game. Fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah, just pure domination, for quarter games. And we'll get into that because personally I think that Caleb Martin probably could have got MVP. He should have been the MVP. Um, I don't the understand. Finals. I think Caleb Martin could have got that. Yeah. But one thing about Boston before we move on to the Heat, is it time for them to blow up the Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum experiment? I think so. Jalen Brown I Man out because obviously. Probably. Tatum, yeah, you're gonna right? keep
0: Jason Tatum. And yep. I, I don't think if this is the thing. I don't know if you're Brad Stevens and those guys in the front office. Do you really want to commit six hundred million dollars to two players? The two
1: players?
0: Yeah, that's a lot. Uh you know that's what I mean? Like, especially with the new CBA and like yep. are you gonna be able to provide them with the supporting cast? Like, all right, if you sign them to those contracts, then who's out the door? Because you can't keep everybody. Um, that is a lot. You know what I mean? What do you do with Marcus Smart? Because do you need a more traditional point guard that's going to facilitate and set the table? You know what I mean? Like, I like Derek White. You got him last year for a first-round pick. I think that was an excellent pickup. But his contract, I mean, he's going to ask for an extension here very soon. Yeah. So, he, had a, he
1: had a solid playoff. Yeah. Too. He had a really he
0: good, had good had a playoffs. Playoff. like, are you going to be able to playoff. afford him? How about Robert Williams? Will you be able to pay him? You know what I mean? Like, it's players that in your depth, like you're losing because you're not going to be able to afford everybody. And that's the problem. Like, I just feel like they're going to really think hard about this. And I, they probably will offer Jalen Brown that deal. But it will also wouldn't surprise me if there's a sign and trade scenario mm-hmm. out there for them.
1: Yep. I think a sign and trade scenario might be their best option just because, like you said, do you really want to pay two players six hundred? Um, million. And that that is a lot of money to take up. And if you you give two players that much money, you're not going to have enough money to support a supporting cast. Especially one that's good enough to go to the NBA finals. Essentially what you've been doing. The Celtics did shoot way too many threes in that game. I think they got a little happy because of their game six performance where they were kind of staying afloat Mm -hmm. um, with some of their threes. But Horford wasn't hitting his. Marcus Smart wasn't hitting his like he had the last game. Derek White still had a good game. Jason Tatum getting hurt first play of the game, definitely hurt. Yeah. But the turnover was also hurt. Yeah. The turnover. The Jalen Brown, you got to work on your handle. Yeah. This summer. Yeah. Like you can't keep dribbling the ball off your legs, not being able to go left. Like I don't want to talk about you like I talk about Julius Randle, yeah. RJ Bear. Yeah. Like I don't want. You, I don't want to put put you in that same category as people that can't go to their left. But you are really struggling dribbling the ball in those intense pressure mm-hmm. moments. And, like, you just have to improve. Like, you have to improve. And I don't think a healthy Jason Tatum. They still would have lost. They still would have yeah, lost. Yeah, I, I still yeah. think they would have lost. I, I think that the Heat came in there and literally dominated, yeah. stepped up the defense, and once again, Spo figured it out.
0: Their zone and was killing them. The zone the, was the killing last,
1: them. The, the last thing I'm going to say about them, I don't know if Mizzou is actually the coach mm-hmm. for Boston. Yeah. But one thing he has to improve on in general is media. Yeah, it's, I, I it's bad what, it is bad i don't know what he's doing in the in the uh, press conferences it's almost as if he really doesn't know how to answer questions i think and he's I just he's trying too hard to be I like be, yeah, i don't know if he's trying too hard to yeah. be like short and like you know that gritty he's and, trying to be like pop like, man it's, it's like that's yeah, not
0: that's, that's not, not you. you
1: like and, and it doesn't sound right coming yeah. from you I, you're you're almost talking your way out of a job right right hey like, you're almost talking your way out of a job and i'm not blaming you for the Celtics not getting over the hump. Like you got this job basically middle of the season, essentially. Yeah. Or not middle of the season, but like, you know, towards the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. but it wasn't supposed to be your job. Right. And you did a great you did a great job in the regular season with them. You came yeah. up short. Own it. Yeah. That that all I'm saying is own it. You don't have to be that guy in the media, but your your press conferences are terrible.
0: Like you're not like, pop. You're not pop. Yeah,
1: they're, yeah, they're terrible. You're not pop. You're not Bill Belichick. Yeah. Like, cut that out. Like That's not you. That.
0: Like relax.
1: Like, yeah. You got to cut that out. You was just watching the town like oh, two weeks ago. Like, <laughs> knock it off. No, like, like, bro, you, you you take the L's, you take the L's, it's okay. <laughs> to the Miami Heat, man, who definitely got this done. And like I said, I think Caleb could have gotten the Eastern Conference Finals MVP. Mm-hmm. I think the Heat balled out. Looking forward, do you think that this team can match up with the Nuggets at all?
0: No, I don't. I, I, I think that they're gonna really struggle with this team, and it's not even—it's not even—you know—I'm talking about guards. Like, I—I I just don't know if they have an answer for Jokic. Like, I don't think they have enough
1: depth. They—they
0: they don't. Yeah, they, and they're—they're they're running an eight-eight man rotation basically. Like, I just don't know if Miami has the pieces to really knock this team off are they going to compete com- with them are complete, they going to play them top com- absolutely Yeah. Yep. because that's that's completely their identity
1: undersized. they're going to be completely undersized and I'm going to tell bottom. you right now top to
0: bottom Bam can't hold Jokic he could barely hold Al Horford he's not holding Bam, Jokic
1: Bam can't hold me what you mean <laughs> Bam, Bam, Bam can't hold me like ain't no way he holding Joker I think the length of the Nuggets is going to be a big big problem yep. Aaron Gordon MPJ mm-hmm. Joker like all the all those guys have length. They like and MPJ doesn't even you know bang down low like that. But he's gonna be a big body.
0: All he wants like, to he, do is shoot threes, bro. Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's,
1: it's literally almost. It's literally almost like you know Ham didn't read a scouting report. I don't know how many times we we'll am say that. Like it's it's so it's so, so mind blowing to me. So still still mind blowing to me that he didn't he didn't read the scouting report. But yeah, like I all he wants to do is shoot threes, but he can shoot. Yeah. And they're gonna be able to stretch the floor out. And one thing I know that Denver is really good at is they're able to withstand a run. They're able to, you know, fight their way back into the game. The mm-hmm. Celtics don't have any heart. Denver, Denver does. Yep. Dem- Denver actually plays with a chip on their shoulder. Yeah. And Jamal Murray is going to give whoever mm-hmm. fits. So I think that Jimmy Butler is going to have to guard him pretty much possibly the I don't think game. Jimmy's
0: going to be on him. I think that it's going to be a mix I'll, of... Maybe
1: you got to put Caleb Martin on him then. There's no way you expect Kyle I Lowry, I think Max it, Struz, yeah,
0: I think or it's, Gabe yeah, Vincent. I think it's going to yeah, be a combination okay. of, of all three yeah. of them.
1: Okay, all three going to get 40 on their head.
0: 100%. But, 100%. <laughs> and I, the reason I say that is because Jimmy's going to have to guard probably... MPJ or something like unless you put Gabe Vincent on. I mean uh, uh yeah Gabe Vincent on <laughs>
1: Gabe, him. <laughs> Gabe Vincent on MPJ's.
0: I mean I'm sorry not Gabe Vincent yeah. um oh, oh my god we were just talking about him.
1: Caleb Martin. Caleb Martin,
0: yeah. Caleb, Martin. Caleb Martin on him. Um because okay. he has the length and, and stuff like yep. that. I don't know who you're going to put Jimmy on. I don't know if they're going to put Jimmy on uh Jamal Murray. I
1: think they had to. Cuz it's
0: going to burn right. if they put Jimmy on Jamal Murray, it's going to burn his energy up. Yeah, I tire, don't know if he's going to have it's
1: to it's, it's going to tire him out yeah. on offense. Like it'll tire him out on offense, yeah. I mean it will, and I I think that's what's going to end up happening. Yeah. But like we said, the Heat compete. the the Heat the Heat culture competes. I really think that the Nuggets are going to win. Obviously, hundred percent. And five. But I think. <laughs> I, yeah, five give me five or six. I think the Heat are going to get one. I think the Heat are going to win one of the first two games. Yeah. I really. Do. I think it's
0: going to be. I think they're going to get in five.
1: I, I I think that the Heat can. Probably still game one. They've done it essentially every game. Yeah. Every game in the postseason so far. They've yeah. stolen game one. I know that the altitude is different. Mm-hmm. So the Denver, they actually have a real home court advantage type of thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know if, you know, Miami will have adjusted already. They have already flown to Denver. They had they had those flights set. Mm-hmm. Before the game yesterday, which is a precautionary thing. I know people made a big deal about yeah, it. Yeah,
0: like every team does but
1: it. <laughs> every team does that. It's a, pri- it's a private plane. They can easily alter the route of Miami right. if they like, want the The
0: Celtics did the same thing. Right. Who cares?
1: Yeah, like it, it's okay. A lot of people made a big deal about it. But it, it just sounded good. I get it. Yeah. It, it, it. It sounds good. I get it.
0: <laughs> They're trying to make a story I, out of not a story.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah trying, to, trying to make a story out of nothing. But who do you think, if so, can be an X factor on Miami?
0: Yeah, I mean, the X factor to me has to be the guys, Struce and Vincent. Like,
1: okay, I'll I, I say the same thing. I like that.
0: I think they have to be able to come in the game and ball out like they have been. And yeah, I feel like those guys, when they're hitting on all sellers, when those guys are shooting the ball like the way we know Gay, they can yeah. shoot the Gay, ball,
1: Gabe Vincent's been playing great. Them boys like, shoot
0: the ball. Gay,
1: yeah, Gabe Vincent was playing great.
0: And Struz was knocking them Jones down yesterday, like, and you really all serious, he's been knocking threes down like crazy. So I, I, I feel like if those guys come in and they're knocking shots down, they just, you know, they need to give effort on defense, which is, you know, if you're going to play for Spo, you're going to have to do that. Yeah, but yeah. This, is, this is going to be purely, are you going to be able to get enough stops? Because I think they'll be able to score. I mm-hmm. do think they'll be able to put points on the board, okay. but okay. I don't know if they're going to be able to defend that team. Right. Like are you going to be right. able to get enough stops? And I I don't I don't know the answer to that right now. I got you. Joker's going to get
1: his. I I think Joker's going to get his. I think Jamal Murray's going to get his too. Yeah. The key for Miami to me will be stopping down those role players, the KCPs, mm-hmm. the MPJs.
0: Bruce Brown You know, the,
1: the Bruce Browns off the bench. Uh, Aaron Gordon, he can't yeah. have he can't have games like that. But like you said, as far as Miami offensively, Max Strus, Gabe Vincent, those guys are gonna need to get 12 to 15 every yeah. single game.
0: Yeah,
1: 12 to 15 every single game. Cody Martin, 12 to 15 every single game. If Kevin Love gets minutes, I know that his minutes got cut. I just last so that I, I
0: wanted to bring that I th- up.
1: I, I think he's gonna have to play. He's gonna have to play because they're gonna need some extra help with length. And stretching the floor
0: out. I just I didn't understand. Spoh's adjusting like, like he didn't play. Like he didn't. Yeah, he didn't play. Kevin season. Love did not play the last two games, and I'm I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, why would you not have Kevin Love on the floor when he's been great for you this entire postseason? He has been fantastic for them this entire postseason.
1: A, I think it was more of a defensive thing than it was all.
0: Probably, offensive. but I feel like he's giving he, he's, he's giving way, like, way more effort than Bam. He's giving way more effort than Bam. And I, I just—I
1: I, don't—I don't think Spo's gonna take out Bam. Nothing. That, I'm not saying that he couldn't because I don't think Bam has been playing great. Right. Definitely not playing up to the money that he's paid. No. But yeah, definitely not playing up to that. But I think Bam on defense is obviously better than Kevin Love on defense.
0: Yeah, but so I just—I
1: I think it's sacrificing.
0: I think I think you got to give and take though because if you got a lot of guys, if you're all your wing players are all solid defenders, and you have a Kevin Love who's giving a max effort to deny Al Horford also when he's rebounding the ball he's an excellent offensive rebounder he's throwing the outlet passes out like he's setting your offense up off the fast break and then also you have the pick and pop element like he can slip three point like I just feel like there's so much you can use Kevin Love for in those scenarios and I didn't understand why Spo wasn't integrating him more so in the lineup especially when Bam was gas and they went to a lot of like Five out lineups where there's a bunch of guards, and I didn't understand yeah. it too much. Yeah. But.
1: yeah, and I think that's why they were running zone to kind of keep the paint um, intact. And right, they had no rim protector Boston. when he was out. Yeah. So. yeah, and it worked because Boston couldn't shoot, you know, they right. were out of a bag. So it was pretty terrible. That was pretty terrible. Um, but, yeah, I th- I definitely think it worked. And I do think we'll see a little bit of Kevin Love just to offset bodies on Joker potentially. Yeah. Or just to give Bam a little bit of a breather. And for offense, you're going to have to stretch the floor and, mm-hmm. like, unclog that paint. Yeah. Because, like, those guys are bigger than you. Yep. Like, th- those guys are bigger than you. So you're going to have to get them out on the wing so you can give people like Jimmy Butler opportunities to get to the basket. Right. Because we know that Jimmy doesn't like to shoot threes that often. He's actually shot, you know, them – a little more in the mm-hmm. Celtics series, which I was shocked at. And he actually hit some of them, yeah. some big ones. He hit some big ones. Also, I it can't say enough about the three free throws that he hit in game six. Yeah, huge. To give them that lead. Like, going up to the free throw line and just hitting three straight mm-hmm. at the bit with two, basically, what, three seconds left yep. in the game or something I don't like know that.
0: what Al Horford was doing. I don't know why he fouled him. There was no yeah, reason for that, him to do it. And that. it
1: was a clear foul. Yeah. It was, it was clear, so I don't know why he wanted to review it.
0: <laughs> it was not, not even clear like, like bruh, it, was, it funny was a foul. What's funny, <laughs> what's funny
1: is they called it a two, reviewed it, and realized that he was behind the line. Right. So I was like, bro, you should have just kept your mouth shut. More <laughs> important. Like more more importantly. Luckily, Derek White was there to get that mm. get that tip. Um, because Drawing up that last play and letting Marcus Smart shoot that the play was the, crazy. Is, is not the play that I would. <laughs>
0: that that was insane. Um, like
1: putting putting your hand, putting your putting your putting your career <laughs> series in the hands of Marcus Smart is not the answer for me. <laughs> you know, just personal opinion. <laughs> I'm getting that to J T. or Jalen Brown. I don't care if they're at half court. I'm not giving it to Marcus Smart. Facts. Uh, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, I I think that the Heat in order to compete, are really, really going to have to hit their shots from their players, not Butler. Because Butler, mm-hmm. for a while, was getting a little it seemed a little odd, spotty because yeah. he was so passive yeah. around the rim. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, he's not going up. And I know that Derek White was, like, you know, contesting really well, yeah. getting a few blocks on him uh, in the paint. And I was like, man, this isn't looking too good. But lo and behold...
0: The Celtics fold. Yeah, yeah, they he, pulled it he, out. He, you know, he, ironically, he and they honestly, that game was that game was never close. It wasn't. <laughs> that it wasn't. game was never it, close. The
1: Celtics cut it down to eight in the third quarter, and after that, they, they didn't get any closer than
0: back to twenty. Seven, <laughs> <ten>.
1: Yeah, <seven, laughs> It was like, bruh. very, very bad look. We both have the Nuggets, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, right, raising up that banner, lifting the trophy. I want to touch on these coaching. Moves before we get out of here, though. Nick Nurse now becoming a part of the Sixers family. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that relationship with Daryl Morey played a part, I'm sure. Do you think that he's a good fit in Philly? And where does this leave the Suns?
0: Yeah, I think this is a really interesting fit for Philly. I agree. I don't don't like it like that. on, on On a lot of different levels because the amount of arguments back and forth. I know they're just competitors. But Joe Embiid and Nick Nurse have argued over the last couple years on the, on the, sever, like several times, like all the time. Like anytime the Sixers play Toronto, those two go back and forth, like all game long arguing. And you know what I mean? Like it, it's that type of thing. So I thought it was really interesting how, they said that he he know he met face to face with Joel Embiid and things like that. Like I, I would imagine he had to do that because I'm sure Joel Embiid wasn't like no give me Nick Nurse. Like I'm sure that is not what happened. I think Daryl Murray most so was like yeah, yeah like had to talk to talk him into it. I don't know what this means for James Harden though. Um, this is you know Nick Nurse is is an innovative play caller. He is one to uh, adjust all the time. Even sometimes when he doesn't need to, he'll adjust. Um, so I'll give Nick Nurse that credit to where he's, he's not afraid of adjusting at all. And uh, I, I give him a lot of credit for that. However, the personal side of it is not everybody gets along with Nick Nurse. Um, some of his assistants in Toronto didn't get along with Nick Nurse. Um, and that is pretty well reported at this point in time. So you know that that relationship there with him and the players and then him and staff, that and then also him in the front office, there, that should be a really interesting trend. And in, in a city like Philly, yep. uh, that uh, we're, we're gonna see, um, because that is not the fan base to to play that game with. Um, You're right. You're right. So that that's gonna be yeah, interesting. Very different, very now, different fan
1: base
0: as it pertains to the Phoenix Suns, I think that. They wanted to slow play this process. Um, obviously, Adrian Griffin gets to go to Milwaukee. Um, nurse, obviously, in Philly. So now you have three uh, vacant spots open. And now you're down to three candidates, really, in and, and Kevin Young and Doc Rivers and, and Frank Vogel. We've known for about a week now it's going to be Kevin Young. I don't know what the Suns are waiting on, yep. but it's going to be Kevin Young is is my I guess. And yep. I, I have a lot of mixed emotions about that because I really feel like you have a two-year window. with we'll book KD to really cash in and get a championship. Yep. And I don't know if a first-time head coach is going to do that. So we'll see. I like that.
1: Yeah, I like that assessment. on uh, To the Nick uh, Nurse thing, I just feel like the philosophy is different he's like a hard nose, you know, he's going to play his players a lot during the regular season as well. And I know that MB obviously kind of takes games off. So I just feel like the philosophy is philosophy as far as him and MB might clash a little bit. He's, he's going to want his center down low, not hanging around, you know, the top of the key and stuff well, like that. Not, not exactly. Cause, cause Pascal goes.
0: Siakam, he used them in different ways. But,
1: yeah. But Pascal Siakam can can shoot and is way more mobile than MB. Like and can run the floor way better than Embiid. Embiid's a rim protector. He's a he's a true center. Pascal Siakam is not.
0: I feel, um, but I feel like I feel I, like I
1: just I just don't see that as being the the exact same type of style. I don't think they're close to the same player.
0: I, I just um, feel for, like you can use them in similar ways though. Like I just feel like if you're if you can maximize that with Pascal Siakam, what more can you do with Joel Embiid? Like Joel Embiid is one of the better, you know, movement bigs in the league. And I, I feel he, like he's the,
1: yeah, he's the, he's the best big to me. He's probably one of the best skilled bigs, but I, I feel like his personality and ego it essentially is what is going to make this, you know, a little harder of a clash. Like, I don't, I, I don't think that you can just tell Joel Embiid what, what to do and he just do it. Like you said, mm-hmm. they go back and they went back and forth. I mean, I don't, Pascal Siakam's not going to be as, uh, nah, you know, he's, up front. he's really and quiet he Push back. Yeah, he's not gonna push back like Embiid does. And I feel like he's gonna want Embiid, you know, a little more down low. Obviously he's big on like he's big with the defense. And like he's just big on playing his players. I think he's big on playing his players and like we we know that Embiid, I'm not saying he takes game he's not he's taking games off purposely, but he gets injured a lot.
0: Yeah, well um, one thing I would say I about let, let's hope yeah. let's
1: hope it's not like a heavy minutes type of thing, because you know like Nick Nurse plays his guys right. I just don't want to, I don't want him to get hurt
0: one thing Especially. about it with with Philly that's way different than other places in the league is that front office controls whether Joe Embiid plays or not Nick Nurse will not have a say in whether Joe Embiid needs rest or not because that's going to be like that, and that's what I'm saying the Sixers front office is so differently structured and the the power plays in that front office are a little bit different. Even before Daryl Morey got there, the people that are in that front office, they they take control over those decisions, okay. and they decide from their vantage point. And that's why yeah. you've seen Brett Brown and and uh, Doc Rivers and these guys. There's nothing that they can say in the, in the podium to to go against their that organization because that front office controls that. They make those decisions.
1: No, I mean, and, and that makes sense. So we'll, we'll see. Okay, so we'll see how much Nick Nurse is able to, or how much he's able to adapt when he usually has his own type of voice yeah. and own type of style. So he's going to have to essentially take down his philosophies back a little bit to, you know, embrace the Philly culture, essentially, or the Philly Yeah, style. I mean,
0: I like I like okay. how innovative he's going to be. I like yeah. that he changes. I, I like that he game plans... Uh, you know, a little bit differently than most coaches. And he's not afraid of yeah. adjustments. On the other hand is sometimes he can go a little far in the tooth. And the other part okay. is, again, relationship building. Like that's the problem with Nick Nurse's relationships on the court no, and, with and, and his players and, you, and his yeah, staff. Yeah, what you
1: just said. And what you just said is like a direct correlation because I feel like he likes to be in control essentially of, of his team's. Yeah. And, like, if the Philly front office essentially kind of is in control, you're essentially saying that, like, the other previous coaches, like, there's not much they can do
0: mm-hmm.
1: when when things – to a certain extent, yeah. essentially. Yeah. And Nurse is someone who likes to be in complete control. So we're going to see how that dynamic relationship is then moving forward because that's something that I do, especially if they've already clashed in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that's going to be very interesting because I think that his – his perspective is a little different from the overall Philly organization, as you just pointed out. So I think that that would be something to pay attention to, obviously, as we move forward. All right, man, you called it. Bob Myers out. GM as the Warriors, something that you mentioned a few pods ago Mm -hmm. finally came to fruition, and you, like I said, you called it. Where do the Warriors go from here, and what does that mean for Steve Kerr? Who has only a year Remaining left on his contract If I'm not mistaken, correct?
0: Yeah, Steve Kerr only has one year left on his deal So Yeah,
1: Steve Kerr has um, one year left on his deal So where where does that leave the Warriors right now?
0: Yeah, so they're going to promote Two people within um, to GM um, And president of basketball operations One of which is Joel Lacob's son Who has been in their front office for a while now Um and then there was somebody right directly under Bob Myers, who was like the VP, a player personnel. He will now serve in that GM role slash, okay. you know, VP, a player personnel um, that, you know, and, that, and that's that's the basis of, you know, because Bob Myers was the architect of that team. He drafted those guys. He put, you know, yeah, he was he has he was instrumental in four championships. That's that's what his job was. Yep. So yep. now you're gonna have a new voice in that front office to lead them moving forward. The good thing about that is those guys that are moving and getting promoted were already there. So they should know how business works in the organization. You know what I mean? Joe Lacob's obviously going to, you know, be you know the the one that they're going to point their attention to, but those guys have been there for the most part. What this means for the Warriors though is Usually when the architect of an organization, you know, says things like, you know, I just didn't have it anymore or, you know, I didn't, you know, I, I gave all I had and, I you know, I couldn't be all in. He sees the end and he doesn't want to be there for a rebuild. That's that's essentially yeah. what he's saying. And, yep. it, you know, you, you can look no further than Sean Payton in the NFL. He said the same thing. He, he could not commit fully to it. He wasn't invested. Then what happened? He wanted to just go to another team. That's exactly what
1: happened. Yeah, he he said he wanted to retire. He really
0: just
1: wanted to go to another team. He just didn't want to make a sound bad. So he wasn't slick.
0: Bob Myers sees the writing on the wall. I don't know if the Warriors win another championship, but he sees a rebuild. And you know, the other thing is he probably doesn't want to deal with you know the guys that he drafted. He already had to trade, uh, you know, Wiseman. Yep, you man, know, I mean, kamenga has been talking about requesting a trade. If he doesn't get minutes, Pool, what are you going to do with him when Draymond? Like, Bob Myers, he sees the writing on the wall, essentially. And, you know, like, you know, the Warriors, like the Clippers, like, you know, the, the Sixers, those front offices are structured in a different way. So, you know, you have in Philly, for example, Elton Brand is the general manager of the 76ers. Nobody actually knows that. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? Because the president of basketball operations is Daryl Morey. That's all people talk about. But the structuring of the organizations is what is going to carry. Same thing with the Clippers. Their general manager just went to the Wizards to be the president of basketball operations and the general manager. So now uh, you got, you know, Lawrence Frank, who was the de facto GM with the Clippers, is now actually going to have to be a GM. (laughs) You know, what yep. I mean, so, you know, organizations like that, that are kind of structured a little bit differently. Um, they usually have people to kind of fill in those spots. So we'll see moving forward with the Warriors. I just think it's really interesting how Steve Kerr doesn't have a contract extension. Bob Myers is out. You know, what I mean, this is this is pointing towards, oh, you know, yeah. what I mean, people, you know, slowly getting up out of there, especially with the luxury yeah. tax and the new CBA. Mm uh-huh. hmm.
1: Yeah, I think the new CBA is going to have a lot to do with it because obviously that is a hinder on the money and where the money goes, where the players slash coaches will go. So if you take the money away, the players will follow. So you said the Warriors are done winning championships. No, no, no. I said I don't know if they
0: are done winning championships.
1: Okay. Okay, So so what do you think as far as next year with Myers out Kirk we got one year left on mm-hmm. his contract. What do you think the outlook is for the Warriors just going into next season? Quickly? I
0: think that the Warriors are going to look to try to get younger. Mm-hmm. Um, they're clearly going to have to retool on the fly. I don't think they're going to be a rebuilding team. I think they're going to just try to retool on the fly. Yeah, I wouldn't. Um, I
1: wouldn't call it a rebuild with Steph Curry. Right, like right. still, still there. Yeah. Right.
0: So, and I think if anybody of all those players. I think Steph Curry is the one that is definitely going to stay. I'm not so sure. Obviously, <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm not so sure if Draymond and Clay are going to be there until they retire. That's that's where it comes into mind. It's like, all right, your guy Draymond Bob wanna Myers. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Draymond want to play with. Yeah, LeBron. he does. It's sad. <laughs> it's so nasty. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I can see that. Yeah, because they were all, they were drafted by Myers, mm-hmm. and now that Myers is no longer there somebody else may come or somebody else is obviously going to come in and step in that role and they may have a new perspective slash yeah. philosophy on things and if they do plan on getting younger and looking to trade out for you know some younger talent that that could definitely be it but I do think that the core Steph Curry will be there I'm I'm almost certain that Clay will probably be there too I don't it know if they break, me. Yeah, break up, yeah I don't know if they break up the Splash Brothers per se but I, I could see Draymond being on the move I could see who mm-hmm. potentially being on the movie. So that's well, the either. one.
0: That's the one to me because mm-hmm. when they gave Jordan Poole that contract, they looked at it as he's going to extend the window. Yep. Um and as we have seen, that is not the case. <laughs> nope.
1: Got punched in the face and been trash ever since. <laughs> hey man, that, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. <laughs> I just that's I really exactly felt like exactly they felt
0: happened. like when they drafted Jordan Poole, and then later on when they got Kamenga, I really felt like they thought they were, you know, building to extend that window out, get a little younger. Um, and it turns out where they're going to have decisions to make because Jordan Poole now wants to start, Kaminga wants minutes, and you, you don't have enough minutes for everybody with that roster. You don't. So yeah, you don't. there's going to be tough decisions made this summer. I don't know who's going to be in or out, but I do know that, you know, it's been reported by several people, if they can't commit to Kamenga getting minutes, he's going to request a trade, and it would not surprise me if Jordan Poole doesn't end up being in that starting lineup if he requests a trade. Good
1: riddance, like yeah. you, you're trash <laughs> this year, man. So I, I don't care if you leave, like yeah, you you would trash it's this year. So it's just I a problem
0: because you can't get younger that way. Like yeah,
1: you, you can't, you you can't, you can't get younger when you get rid of your younger players. Right. <laughs> You can't get younger when you get rid of your younger players unless you trade them for younger players.
0: Sucks.
1: So, yeah, it, it, it's it's going to be tough. We'll see what the Warriors do, obviously. Don't want to take uh, too much away mm. from the situation just because the Warriors obviously are, are the Warriors, and they, they won championships. So if anyone can, can figure it out, I think that Curry and the guys can do it.
0: Yeah.
1: But it's just something that we'll definitely pay attention to moving forward.
0: Yeah. And, you know, not on this pod. But I think maybe our next pod we really start talking about Damian Lillard. I think that that is a name we need to keep our eye on because I I do believe that he does. This is the summer where he gets moved. Um, Until
1: Dame says I want to leave, I, I I don't need. To but read, I think we need, I to, need to hear about yeah. the rumors. I think Dame we need to talk about this. <laughs> He's been ten toes for so long, bro. Mm-hmm. I, he, he, if he Unless he says, yo, I want to leave Portland. Right. I, 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 I don't think that he's leaving Portland because he's literally been 10 toes down. Yeah, but
0: Portland. he he also said that he doesn't want to just be him in a draft pick this year, which is what's going to happen because Portland, look, Portland doesn't. Nobody wants to play exactly, there. Like, exactly. Nobody
1: wants to play there. Yeah. Like nobody wants to play there. He knows that. Yeah. Like he's been on that.
0: So like it's going to be like what? Him. And Brandon Miller and Anthony si- Simons. Like, what are we doing? Like-, <laughs> Bro, like, no, everybody
1: knows that nobody wants to come to Portland until yeah. he literally walks it back. He's going to be there. He, he's going to be there and he's just going to have to embrace it and, and just keep rapping. Yeah. <laughs> and, just, and, just, and just keep rapping. The keep, rapping are dope. Funny. <laughs> just keep rapping, man. All right. Some football news before we get out of here, man. D-Hop released by the
0: Cardinals and now looking for a new home where do you think he lands if I'm D hop send me to Cleveland or I'm signing Cleveland because you already have that relationship and rapport with Deshaun Watson you got Amari Cooper on the opposite side of you and then your slot like you got a dog in the slot that is a really good that's one of the best trios in the the league running back you got the best running back one of the best running backs in the league you got a at tight end Like, I I just, I really feel like Cleveland would be a great fit for D Hop because of the relationship with Watson and the familiarity, like, with your quarterback is huge. Like, that, I feel like that's huge, like, especially for someone like him who still has, you know what I mean, that his game. He's, you know, he's in his 30s now, but I think him and Amari Cooper on the outside would be tremendous. Like, I really feel that way.
1: Do you think that that gives him a a chance at a title? I know that he he wants to he wants a chance to win a championship. He's yeah. already right, he's gotten the money. He's obviously want he's seeking new money mm-hmm. clearly, but he he wants to compete. He really wants to compete. I know that the Chiefs and the Bills right now are somewhat on his list, mm-hmm. and the Browns had the Browns have kind of made a little bit of noise, but apparently at least reports go that that wasn't really the serious option for him right now. But you're saying they sh- he should actually consider that
0: hundred percent. I mean he I had his best that, years with Watson. I,
1: I think that you're right and I also think that he out of those 3 teams I think he'd probably get the most money from Cleveland. Probably. I don't know how much I don't know how much money a Buffalo They really don't
0: have that much cash yeah, space. I don't know
1: if they have much cash space. I don't think the Chiefs have as much either. No, I don't either. think so either, yeah. Um so yeah, Cleveland might be the one that could give him the most money as far as a contender goes. Also, just a note, we are officially 100 days out from the start of the NFL regular season. It can't get air fast enough. Mm -hmm. I am so ready for football. Yes, sir. I'm so ready for our prediction Thursday. (laughs) Like, bro, I miss football so much. I do too. You have no idea, man. I am ready for football. I was trying to avoid
0: it after that Super Bowl, but I think I'm ready now.
1: Bro, I'm, I'm itching for it, man. College football pro football college football i'm really ready for it too yeah. just cause, college football about to be <laughs> live <laughs> bro florida state be so wrong. <laughs> i have no idea you <laughs> know get Clemson out of here <laughs> i trying to tell you, you heard it here first all right man that's all i got i want to thank everyone for listening thank everyone for tuning in Remember black lives matter they always matter and will forever matter guys just continue to pray for those who are in need and just shoot one up for everyone anyway cuz you never know who may need a prayer and as always we continue to appreciate you guys for all the love and support that you give us hope everyone had a safe memorial weekend hope it was better than mine hope y'all got on the grill the grill masters <laughs> i need to see you with the toes out i need the sandals <laughs> i need the sandals <laughs> with the toes out <laughs> Like I don't I don't wanna see no flip-flops, no boots, knock it <laughs> off. Like it's summertime. So if you if you're on the grill, be on the grill the right way.
0: Yeah, man. Um guys, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud. Yep. All the other streaming platforms you listen to us on. Do not forget to like, subscribe, leave a review. Your boys need those. Please, please, please. Whatever you do, not just playing. Go ahead, go ahead and do that for your boy. No, nah, seriously, whatever you do, send a review.
1: No, nah, no, nah, whatever you do, send a review. We are locked into the finals. Yeah. I'm giving the Heat one to two games max. I don't think it's over two. I'm g- giving them game one. I'm predicting that they win game one okay. on Thursday.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or if they don't win game one, if the spread is anything, eight plus, take it. I think they're losing take game one. It take it i don't even lose by more than eight so if the spread is eight book it yeah. large <laughs> <laughs> i'm out of here
0: really solid ain't no debate no way ain't no escape big dog eating off the plate cool breeze marked with the same flexed up now john cena racked up more than serena wife of baddie looking like nia more drip more than a leader I'm at the wood. I said I would get no mediocre. I'm feeling like tip sound like to me. We got us a hit. They can't even drip line. So savvy. is a swag daddy. Red eye flights out to Cali. Holding bags. Looking like a caddy. Penthouse vibes. No addy. This is the wave to give them a feeling. Rappers be capping. No, I don't feel you. Feel like the man when I walk through the building. Too many scars and spiritual healing. I got a million dreams. I got a million schemes. We going crazy. We going crazy. We got the winning team.